All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slapped me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a weirdo. Si, senor. I would like the pollo ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. <laughs> All right, welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Chesko. Gentlemen, this is an annual tradition. I'm excited to be recording this version right now for this season. Our it, promoted pod episode. Is it too much to say a, a tradition unlike any other? It is. Because, uh, because I believe that, that's trademarked. That sir. is probably trademarked by the Masters. I'll give you credit. <laughs> Jim Nance. Give them credit. CBS, sports, whoever else I can give credit for. But this pod is a tradition unlike any other. I think the greatest compliment you could give me is if you called me the Jim Nance of podcasting. For sure. Just so you know. The, uh, that would be the greatest. Don't don't say it right now because you wouldn't mean it. it I'll mean say this thing. guy. Yeah. You are the Jim Nance of the FPL America podcast. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I we really can, appreciate we that. can definitely give you that. That's fair, right, Brian? Yeah. My heart is full as we start. And you know what? That's probably a good thing that you just did that, Dave. Because sure. uh, when I prepared for this podcast where we will discuss, to the best of our ability, the three new clubs to the Premier League this season, my heart went dark with hate because I remembered – Exactly who's coming back into the Premier League. We got some reruns. A couple of clubs that I did not miss last season. Which, although, it probably cut down on your prep. Because somewhere back in your notes, <laughs> right? I mean, at some point, all the yo-yos uh, make it easier to do prep as we uh, we do what we do well, with I, the clubs. I will tell you this. So we are going to have some of the things you expect, not just from this episode, but from this podcast. I do. We're going to have a How to Say with Brian J. Yeah. Uh, managerial edition uh, so that we are prepared Perfect. fully for the upcoming Perfect. season. I do have very brief, but th- there's stuff here. Uh, unofficial, incomplete club histories, which is part of the deal with these promoted right, clubs. Right, because look, discussion. Scott, let's be honest. We got a lot of listeners probably never – I mean, that just joined us this past year. So That's true. They have not experienced this. Longtime listeners obviously know what to expect here. Yep. With the unofficial club histories and exactly such. Exactly right. And I end them, I don't remember why. <laughs> right, right. As, as the best traditions are, uh, people often forget why they are the traditions that for, they are. For sure. But uh, each one will end with a club limerick. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I want you to stick around for Norwich because I, I did that one a little differently because we've just recently done a Norwich Did you reinvent promoted- a Norwich Limerick? Um, or did you use one of the old Norwich Limericks? Because it feels like there's been about four. Is it okay if I leave that question in the air? Sure. For sure. And usually, Brian and I are typically rooting for a, for some filth. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, Brian? Excellent. 
If it's not filthy, it's not a limerick as far as this <laughs> podcast is concerned. But Scott always manages to not disappoint us on that. So. Okay, and good. then, uh, and I think we'll talk about some players who might be FPL relevant. I know that Dave and I are going to argue over one who maybe, happens, maybe not, who happens to play for Brentford. So we will get to that in a little bit. I did actually debate as I was prepping for this podcast whether or not I I should try to convince you guys that a player named Brent Ford is coming into the Premier League this season and Gosh. see if you would believe it. But I, I decided against it. We have I, – I don't want to – I don't want to ruin – I don't, I don't want to give America a bad name as we get ready for the new season. Brent I do want to Ford. try to – Oh, my gosh, dude. Yeah. It would have like... been – well, it would have been great as we scrambled to search around on the – wait a minute. Brent Ford? Doesn't that sound like Brentford? a six – That sounds like a, a sixth defender – for sure. With his hair parted down the middle. Oh, 100%. Absolutely, right? Look, I also want to bring this up before we get started. In my Watford research, uh, the guy who had the lowest two-scored rating on Watford's team, swear on my life, Maurizio Pochettino. Pochettino, yeah. I saw there that. is a Maurizio <laughs> Pochettino who played five minutes for Watford, Brian. Same last name spelled just like Mauricio yeah. Pochettino, but there's a Z. Mm-hmm. One of the only differences I thought that was wicked funny. I I did a double take on that myself. Yeah, we we don't uh, full disclosure. We don't watch the championship to the same level we watch the Premier League for sure. Uh, but that's why we do this research. Is that we're a little bit more prepared for these players coming into the league uh, as the new season is ready to begin. So we're going to go in the order of Watford, Norwich, and then we'll talk about Brentford. Are you gentlemen ready? I'm ready. Ready to talk about Brentford. <laughs> let's, let's talk about some promoted sides. Oh, Brian's gotten all serious. Yeah. Wow. All okay. right. We better do this then. Here we go. Let's begin with uh, let's begin with our first unofficial incomplete club history. Dave, I know you love in particular the origin stories of clubs. Absolutely. And uh, Watford's is pretty great. According to their website, their okay. club's website, the, the club formed-ish around 1881. Okay, it's pretty good. Pretty good uh, history. When the Earl of Essex gave someone named Henry Glover and a group of teenagers permission to kick a football around in Cassiobury Park, that little group of kids kicking a ball around turned into the formation of Watford Football Club. This is crazy. They ended up... Is there a Henry Glover stand? <laughs> there's not. But you know there's a Sir Elton John stand, right? For sure. Well, yeah. I mean, Watford, he's like the like the most famous Watford supporter, right? He it's, is. He was also the owner a couple of different times. I don't yeah. know if you knew that. What, he just buys and sells when he wants? Uh, Every time they get promoted, he buys? <laughs> he, sells, he sells his part when they get relegated? Sir Elton John is... I, I believe adored by the vast majority of Watford supporters. Okay. He actually is paired together with a manager who, uh, again, I'm going off the, you know, the, the, they actually had a fan, probably a super fan, if, if, if I'm honest, um, write their club's history. And, and they publish it to their website. And it's very detailed. It's very, very good. But uh, according to this club history on their website, they refer to this manager as the most influential person in the history of the club. Wow. So Elton John, uh, his time as owner coincides with Graham Taylor. Graham Taylor. As the Graham manager. Taylor stand. Maybe. 
I don't know that there I'm is. I'm just hoping. I'm just hoping that I'm going to na- nail a stand. One of, I was going to say, one of these one <laughs> of these men is going to have some seats named after him. Troy Deeney stand. There's got to be that. Anyways, we'll... Get, the sorry, Troy Deeney stand. Sorry, I, I continue to interrupt. You're perfect and incomplete. No, it's I right. think his is definitely a row. <laughs> wow. That's not well a... That's not a... It's well not a played. thing about jail. I'm no, just saying these. For sure. Oh. Well, well played. All right, Dave, I can confirm okay. my very uh, incomplete research is a little more complete now. I can tell you there is a Graham Taylor stand. Yes! All right. Nailed something there. Okay, good, job, good deal. As there should be. As there should be. That's exactly right. Um, where was I? All right, so Elton John's owner. That's Graham, right, Elton John, Graham Taylor. Graham Taylor's manager. Graham Taylor considered to be the biggest figure in the history of the club. Elton John was was owner from the mid-70s until 1990. He sold the club and then ended up buying it back about six years later and brought back Graham Taylor with him. His part or like the whole club? Well, his his majority okay. stake in the okay. club. Um, but every time Elton John came back, he brought Graham Taylor back with him. I think Graham Taylor came, like, I think he had three different stints as manager, if I, I read like- it right. He would do really great for about six to ten years, leave to go somewhere else, and then come back usually with Elton John as owner, and they would just they'd do their thing and, and bring Watford great success. It's very, very interesting. I will say that the Watford we know is defined not by singular great managers, but by lots of sacked managers every season. That is the Watford we've come to know and love. And it's actually very interesting. If you go back and look at the managers over the last you know, 15 seasons for Watford, there's some names that you know who have managed Watford Football Club, starting with Brendan Rodgers and Sean Dyche. Really? Mm. Yeah. There you go, Dave. There's wow. a reason There's a reason for you to go back in time and like them. Is there? Yeah. Sean Dyche, your guy. Sean Dyche, he's a, he's a fiery, Burnley, exciting manager. That's, that's a red hair pun, Ryan, in case you missed it. Yeah, I guess. All right. Uh, the club was played at Vicarage Road. I do love... Vicarage Road. Vicarage Road. For sure. Great name, and and I've had a friend who's gone to a match there and loved it. Sat behind the the goal and great atmosphere, great fans. Highly encouraged me to go catch a match there next time I'm in London. Well, this year marks a hundred years that they've been at Vicarage Road. They've been there since 1922, so this season will mark 100 years as we enter into 2022. Now, here's the part that has made me dislike Watford. And I maybe brought myself around to a little bit more positivity in preparing for this podcast. Oh, that's good. In 2012, the Pozzos bought the club. The, the Pozzos. Yes, the Pozzo family. They that's are... That's probably the correct way to say it, right? Right, Um, right? Yeah, I would say that's as good as you're going to get. Okay. They're very, you know, it's an Italian name. Gino Pozzo. Is Gino the, is Pozzo. The yep. Uh, <laughs> probably shouldn't have done that. Sorry. I mean... But no, look. It's, it's, it's Italy musical. Italy winning. It's musical. Italy yeah. winning. It, look, there's a lot of memes, even from the Italians, of like, why yeah. Why do everyone make fun of Italians with their hand motions? And then they see a picture of the, the Italian team, like, before the game, and everyone's doing hand motions. <laughs> That's hilarious. No, it's just... It's yeah. funny. Look, I, half... My, my wife's Italian, so her last name is Italian. I can't say she's completely Italian, but her grandfather was full-blooded Italian, so... You know, it was a battle there for uh, for the uh, the Euro title here in the houses. My last name Ooh. is very Smith. English Smith. So, anyways, that's a good point, Scott. Again, I interrupt. So, all right, Gino Pozzo owns Udinese in Italy and Granada in Spain. I remember this from last time yes. because they all seem to treat 
those seem to be feeder clubs for Watford. <laughs> That's exactly right. And there was some controversy about whether or not that was okay. Now, back in 2012, players were fed from Udinese and Granada into Watford because of the time frame. They needed to, they needed to fill out a squad, and they needed to do it fast. So bringing players from the clubs that they owned in Italy and Spain were the fastest way they could do it. But they have continued this practice, and it seems to generate less controversy now and it's been going on for about a decade now so I guess it's here but it still doesn't quite sit right but you know what nonetheless you were here we are I mean with me yes uh I don't think I feel like it's just a Adam Gray area that you're able to see what I did there Brian no that yeah sure um (laughs) where You mean you mean Andre? Gray. Andre, Adam Gray. Who's Adam Gray? Who's Andre? I wasn't sure, but the fact that it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a perfect pot if I didn't screw a name up. Let's be honest. Although we lots of chances. No, that. it's a gray area where no real rules. Can't necessarily say that you're breaking any rules. Just seems off color. Now the good news is, as we're recording this, uh, technically Watford have brought in nine players already this summer window none of them are from granada or udinese and so maybe maybe the days of uh of the double a triple a club feeding right. there's the some major there's some club is over. there's a player from everton rangers stoke club bruges mm-hmm. spurs brian's favorite rochdale 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 mm-hmm well, gentlemen, that that ends my my club history of Watford. Okay, I want to f- I want to use that to go directly into the how to say with Brian J that we've yeah done. because uh, it wouldn't be a new season with Watford if we didn't have to learn about a new manager and or and or our love or hate for that manager, Scott, mm-hmm. as you mm-hmm. once had a significant love affair with one yeah PK Sanchez Flores. No, you can't call it a love affair because he didn't know about it. Uh, it was a crush, well, a managerial crush. If you crush. could have let him known about it, you would have. And really, this is just about his hair. On his head and on his chin. It he was had a style, day. always had the scarf on, no. kind of tucked in. And he had very, success. Very put together. I thought he had good success. He was not... Kike one was a success. Kike one, and he was two, sacked too soon. And then something happened with Kike two. We, well, Kike two is a shadow of Kike one. Let's yeah. just be clear. But you know, I I blame Gino Pozzo for that. Okay. Uh, Watford is like I don't know what the the bookies have on the, what the odds are on the first sacked manager uh, for the season. It is. should definitely be. Watford's it has manager. to be on Watford's manager. And Brian, yeah. only Watford could could just kind of stick it in there a little bit more by doing what they did. So I'm going to let that lead into what you have for us and how to say it with Brian Jay. All right. Well, there's music normally for this thing. Is there music for this one? We'll I see. I can't wait to hear what your we'll choice see. is. I, yeah, I mean. I, it's not going to be the obvious, right? I was going to say I'm guessing it's a self-explanatory joke if I ask for the thong song. But let's <laughs> refrain from playing that. Yes. Because I believe that song should only be played in the bedroom. Yes. <laughs> Call me old-fashioned. But I'm sorry, that's just how I was raised. Okay. Fair, sure. So instead, can you get us something that will get us into, play something that will get us into real trouble? 
How about the entire score from uh, Black Widow, the latest Marvel movie? Oh, man. No. This is going to be tough because iTunes has already put the handcuffs play, on me. Play whatever Olivia Rodrigo's most popular song is. What is it? Do you know who she is? Yeah, Olivia I don't know. Rodrigo. Yeah. No. Nope, is it don't. called Good For You? No. Who is she? I don't know. She's a famous. She's a famous. She's lady famous right person. Now. Yeah, play that song. This week's has no. There has no bearing on this. If you want to just play the thong song, I guess. Go this week's how to say is the name of none other than the championship manager of the month for March 2021. Yeah, fellas. All right. Wow. This Spanish. No, he's better than that. The Spanish former legend was named Watford's manager in December. From that moment on, there was no question was going to destroy Scott's prediction that Watford would never again in his lifetime return to the top tier. Wow, I yes, I remember that yeah. for sure. Oh, 100%. Well, tough Kike's there, Scooter, because <laughs> the Hornets are back again. The issue at hand is that their non-Kike manager can go by one name. One name. And this bothers you guys. Yes, it bothers me. It yeah. bothers me so much. Uh, I'm with, I agree. You've seen the name, which is a bothersome name, also because it's Spanish. And, but there's the question is about the equis at the start of because it's name. Spanish. Yeah, it's not a well. We know we know two things. It's not a J sound, which some Spanish X's can have. Okay, and it is not a traditional X, as in. As in that like, is obviously not a yeah. That is absolute, That's not it. So it is either. Uh, just a regular old, s- like, so, like, a, s- like a, or it could be a, it could like be, a snake? it could be a sh, because that X in Spanish sometimes gets a, a soft, like a sh. sh. So your Watford manager is none other than Cisco, or soft Shisco, which if it's Shisco, then it's the second greatest name of all time. <laughs> If you watch Watford TV or Hive Live, you'll that's Hive Live. that is the part that I knew would bother uh. you the most at the end of this. I knew it was going to happen. Hive Live. You'll likely hear them just call him Cisco. But if you look at pronunciation, uh, the, the official how to say website of how to say things, forvo.com, you'll hear a Spanish pronunciation of it that sounds much more like Shisco. Shisco. Yeah. It's really close to Shesco. Let's just go with, yeah. That's, that's, wow. Yeah, that's why he wow. said it's the second greatest. Let's name. go with Cisco <laughs> until slow we. Slow here. Slow, well, let's, slow here. Let's go with Cisco until we find some definitive way to overturn it. All right. Our little light. Shesco. 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 Only a club that fires an average of three and a half managers a season <laughs> that seems to run itself in a way that doesn't understand football would give us just this I'm not even I don't even have words it would just they they'd give us a one named Spanish manager that starts with an X. Well done, I mean Brian. he's a com- he's an accomplished real life player. I, I mean, think Watford guys- was in second place though when they when they sacked Gracia. Was it Gracia that they sacked or was they- there one in between there? No, they fired. Uh, oh, Grassi was out last. The, they, the last it was uh, Yvonne. Um, yes, 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 yes. It was. Uh, a I, ma- I read Gracia's name in the club yeah. history. It was in my head. But yeah, I, I'm pretty sure they were. They were definitely in a playoff spot at worst when they changed to Cisco. I mean, it's if Cisco's on the table, 
Shisco. If Shisco's on the table, Scott, you got to go get him. All right. Hey, quickly, let's blaze through some signing. I mean, is it worth talking about any of your FPL relevant players? Last time Ismail Yassar was up, we can briefly well, talk about this. I've, he was relevant. Now, look, last year in the in the championship, he had 13 goals and four assists. 13 goals and four assists feels like his possible stats last time they were up. I, I think he joined them midseason. There's no way he scored no, 13 No, 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 for sure. He joined them midseason, but he was fantasy relevant. He was worth owning. Yeah. For a time when they brought him in midseason. I'm just wondering, look, he's still there, still a young guy, and the, ready to party. So he was second best in the championship of midfielders for goals scored. So that's always good. I mean, I feel like if you're that prolific that you're in the you know, that you're in the top five of a of the scoring category anywhere, it's it's good. I th- I mean he's seven point seven percent selected right now. I mean that's I feel like that's Really high. It won't surprise for, me for, if he starts the season. And that's—I well. mean, that is. It's a little bit the pedigree of when he was here before, and it's the 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 thing I like most about him is that he played thirty five hundred minutes almost for Watford. Right. He was the it was the most of anyone for Watford. Last he he season. seems so, to be durable. Yeah. So that is. I mean, there was a couple times when they were up before that he you know he kind of faded in and out of the lineup. They were always talking about how because he's a sprinter because. The pace that he plays, they were always trying to protect him, and so he was, you know, he was making those substitute appearances. So the fact that he played a huge chunk of the season for them, I feel like, is is significant. Uh, and then he did what you know what he did when he was in the when they were you know a couple years ago, created eleven big chances, which was fourth most of everyone in the championship. Right. So that was what he was really great at. You know, we saw it. You know, just because of the type of player he is, he's not. It's not definitely not a crazy guy to own. No, he's just, and I think that's the difference with. You know, we can talk about other guys too. They've been they've been here before. We saw him. We saw a a handful of these guys not too long ago. Right. So it's not like you're coming in completely like there's. It's a little bit different than Scott. You're like the championship to Premier League conversion. The the three to one, uh, yep. whatever they did in the championship to the you know coming back, to which has never truly been proven. I don't. <laughs> it's only proven in Scott's head. Hey, look, let's quickly. We could also. I, I'm not sure if they have any other players. Look, yeah, they still got Troy Deeney. I, I have. To, I think they have some signings that might be interesting. Number one is uh, Josh King from Everton. Yeah, I'm not sure Josh King ever got a fair shake at yeah, Everton, maybe. and he again still young. I think we forget because we've heard his name for multiple years that he's still young and and when he's healthy produces. We don't now you don't like that they have Dini, Andre Gray, and Josh King all well, as forward options. But, yes, but what I would say is I think Gray and Dini are going to be the 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 sub ends very possibly. I mean, look, Josh King could become number one there. Dini's thirty four. Okay, yeah, yeah Dini's uh, on the decline. Andre Gray is Adam Gray. Uh, yeah. As not as when was the last time he ever had a consistent starting role, even on his own team? He didn't. So I'm he, just he had he had a couple games where he scored, and then everyone thought, "Oh, this is it for him," and then it never happened. No. So so here's another thing: they have a couple other signings that are very offensive, mm-hmm. and I just wonder that Deeney and Gray's time might be limited at the club as they are aging. They brought in a guy from Rangers. Can't wait for me to try to say this. Adabop, Adapapo, Awokia Mibud. Okay. And I would like you to do that. 
the rest of the time. <laughs> Along with Peter Etebo from Stoke. I'm just saying they brought in extra. Look, Watford has brought in signings. Okay, so the it, and these guys are are raring to play. And uh, the, I mean, the, the only other guy. I mean, it, Joe Pedro, who had a good season for them last season is there's one of those guys that but he's, you're not starting the season with him in your team but he's the guy that could you know that the, there's a lot of excitement about him i, you know, I, that I he, think he's he not, could make a leap he's it, the kind of guy that we could will be we could talk about by, by mid-season for some reason if he gets a role he's one of the, another guy that like nine goals in 31 starts not that's not bad i think he was loaned but I think he's signed full. For, I think he's signed fully. He's not him. on their current roster. At he least is in Premier League. He is. He's on the second. Name? He's on the second page on forwards. I know because I had. To, I did this last night. There's two. Like, there's two pages of forwards. Yeah. Wow. In my face. He was. He's there. I've never seen that in the history of. I know Premier League. it did that. It did that to me last time. Whenever it was just. Whenever it I was never just, knew that. Whenever it was just sorted by price. Wow. Or point, or because I think it comes in. I think it defaults to total points. It Since does. he had that's zero, yeah. So it was on zero. So he it's was on the, the yeah. He was on the second page. I never, I've never seen. Yeah, this. they have so many forwards on their team right now. There's two pages of them. All right. Sorry about that. Yes. No, you're fine. Continue to talk about. His no, just say, just say he. Uh, of it's the kind of guy that like he had nine, nine goals to assist last year. Nine goals and thirty. Yeah, it's like I said, nine goals and thirty-one starts. That's not bad. I just think it's the kind of guy that's like. There is there's excitement about him. It's the kind of guy that you know he's young and motivated, and you know I said not the kind of guy you start with, but the kind of guy that could make a leap this year. Okay, good deal. The weird thing is that of all their defenders, it's, it's just that, like not one defender on Watford, other like Kiko Femenia. Mm-hmm. That's the one guy. Femenia. 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 No, we like that's the one guy who did anything for them, but it wasn't anything. It wasn't anything great. I, that's the, I will see that with all of the promoted sides. There's every year. There's been somebody where it's like, oh, that defender was so good or whatever. Last year with Leeds, like we talked about Stuart Dallas and Luke Ayling on the way up, just because they were two of the best defenders, you know, in the championship with Leeds, and you know, there just isn't anyone like that. Yeah. For any of it. no Watford defender with more than two goals, no Watford defender with more than an assist other than Kiko. Like, just not a lot of other guys to talk about with this stuff. Fair enough. Well, that was way too much positivity about Watford, so let me end the Watford talk with the Limerick. Oh, yeah. Oh, goody. Here we go. I'm not saying this is great, but here we go. Okay, good. Elton and Graham were ever the duo. I'll never say anything nice about Pozo. Troy Dini's back. Yay! Never again, though, for Kike. <laughs> Only Watford would have a Cisco. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow, that was uh, that was very cleverly right there. Thank you. Thank you. Cleverly. You see what I did there? No, stop. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, let's move on to Norwich. There's only one club I want to talk about less than Watford, and it's Norwich, because we've literally, we've done this podcast for only a handful of seasons, and we've done three promoted pod episodes on Norwich. This is ridiculous. I refuse to do it again. So you know what, Dave? Is this the last time? Th- th- never again. All right, so here's all I'm going to tell you about Norwich City. 
formed in 1902. They play at Carroll Road. And if you recall, and I know you will, they had this famous song called On the Ball City that I recited, and you actually played it under my voice. I'm playing it now. No, you better not. It's done. It's over. It's <laughs> Norwich. I am sick of this. You remember that because we've done this so many times already. I refuse to do it again. This is this is the Miami Marlins of English football. Mm. This, this team belongs in tier one and three quarters of English football. All right? I'm done with Norwich City. That's all I have to say. That's it. I mean, I did write a limerick, but I'm not sure you are going to be able to play much of it. I don't know that. <laughs> I don't. Would you like me to recite that for you now? Um. Yeah, sure. What's here? Right. Yeah, actually, yeah. That's the best promoted. All right. That's the best history sure. of Norwich that we're right. going to get. Yeah, for Scott. sure. <laughs> yeah, I just roll with it. Norwich. 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 I have a feeling it goes on like this for a while. <laughs> hold, on, hold, on, hold on. I'm still in line two. Oh. All right. Let me start line two over again. Okay. All right. Norwich. 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 Cantwell's hair's lame. Tamu Pookie's got no game. Norwich. 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 <laughs> All right. And that is my there. incomplete unofficial club history. Of and that fills our filth quota for the entire episode. That's, That's fantastic. Amazing. Thank you, Scott. Oh, my. Well, Dave, uh, talk the world of FPL and anyone else that's listening to this into Timu Puki for the 2021-22 Yes, Dave, would you like to make Timu Timu Bet Part 2? No, we've already done that. The only thing that uh, really gets me excited about Norwich is discussing Grant Hanley again. I was going to say, Dave, Grant (laughs) Hanley was one of the top-rated center backs of the championship season. He's Uh, really brought his game on. But, Dave, he's a a championship player. I want it to be known. I was on Grant Hanley three years ago. That's a weird thing to say about another man. Yeah. Um, look, Pookie, look, 26 goals, four assists last year in the championship. He'll score 10 goals. Three of them will be penalties because Todd Cantwell will trick Scott someone will take that bet him. whether or not he will get to double-digit goals. All right, the, and for new I, listeners, two years ago when Norwich last came up, we made a Pookie bet for the ages. I said that he would not score a dozen goals after he'd gotten a few early in the season. I said, there's no way this lasts. He will not score a dozen goals. And I think he got to 11, right? Didn't he get to 11? Somewhere somewhere around like game week 23 and didn't score again for the rest of the season. It was the best bet I will ever win. Uh, in in the history of this podcast, that nothing will top Pookie Bet, except I do love that you have to have James Ward Prowse in your lineup all season long. It's just amazing. I, is that because I just? Why is that? We'll, I think we'll discuss that. In I think <laughs> I think Pookie scoring ten goals is a fantastic bet to I'll, start to start the season. I'm nervous because he only got eleven two seasons ago. Okay, so he scored twenty six. <laughs> Okay, and you know what he did in the championship before that one? He scored 29. Yeah, that's I great. I mean, he's a championship player. Uh, Scott, you'll be happy to know that he missed 22 big chances last season <laughs> in the championship, which was only second most. Who had the most? Some other guy. Some other guy. All right. I don't I, think it was Brent, I, don't I don't think it was Brentford man. All right, let's let, let's let's man. keep this let's keep this moving along. I I would I, I would go 9. I would say nine and over. No, nope, not doing it. All right. I think you should take the 10, Dave. I, that's a great bet. If I went to 10, would you take it? That's, I, I kind of want to do 12 again, but 
I do 10. That That's great. Double digits. All he has to do is get to 10. This is terrifying. Um, Should this be. Is, this is ter- you know he's going to have you a You know what? Run. Let's yeah. have some fun. 10. 10 it is. Yeah. Last cookie bet this was is... so much fun. 10 it is. And last time I did it after we – what? Scott, it was like after the first like five games of the season. He'd already scored like six goals. Right. And it seemed like the biggest no-brainer I'm, bet of I all. I was such an idiot for doing that bet, and yet it was amazing. I, somehow, somehow yeah, won, that is the is that is the most amazing. How did that of happen? Dumbs ever. Look, let's quickly talk. They, listen, I saw Scott, it coming. Norwich has done something a little different than they've done in the past. They yes, actually they have. have made signings. This they have time. made several signings. So, I, I don't, we don't know if they're going to be any good. Right. But at least they're signings because this is something that they haven't done their last two come up. Well, and I would say too that. Uh, I wish we could talk about Emiliano Buendia here. We already discussed him last time, just in the in the fury sense of why in the world one of the probably the player the, he was the player of the season. Fifteen goals, year. sixteen assists. Yeah, he was he, he was easily the championship player of the season last season, and 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 not there. Of course, you get rid of a guy like that. Yeah, sell him uh, for thirty eight million pounds. So we could talk about. Uh, I think it's Milo uh, Rashica, which is the player who is. Apparently signed to replace from, Wendia. From Werder Bremen? Yeah, for less than 10. So they made some money here, but is that a smart move? But in, but that's – so that is the – with the report on him, it's that Norwich is only interested, according to Sky Sports, and I'm sure elsewhere, that they are only interested in, in improving their starting 11, which it's not just we're signing guys to I – mean, I'm sure that's part of it. We need, we need bodies. And we're going because we're going to need depth. But at some point, you know, we have to do something to affect how we're playing on the actual pitch. I mean, pitch. Angus Gunn from the Saints, Ben Gibson from Burnley. That's that's not improving your starting eleven. That's improving your bench bench depth. Yeah, you don't you don't improve your starting eleven when you take a guy who has contributed to thirty one goals last season and sell him. Especially because Rashka, for assuming I'm saying that somewhat correctly, yeah. in the Bundesliga last year. In 25 appearances, 10 of those subs, he had three goals and one assist. Helped them to relegation in the... He did help. It seems like that. Maybe he'll be helping Norwich no, to relegation. No, look, I'm sure he's fine. He's Maybe. He's, Come on, it's Norwich. He's a pro. Uh, uh, Todd Cantwell somehow is own, is selected 2.8% to start the season. That is, that is an amazing amount for nostalgia. Those are nostalgia percentage points. Correct. Six goals and six assists in the championship last year. You don't you don't put a guy like that in your you, team. And he's you're gonna not, sell into you're gonna buy into that. He's not cheap. That's not five five and a half is not cheap no. for Todd Cantwell. No. Why is it? What is anyone doing? Why are two point eight percent of people who played two years ago or three years ago thinking of this as something? Positive? I'm sure. I'm sure they sang on the ball city as they made the move on their computer. Um, Yet another season, another reason to hate them. Yet another season that Max Ahrens is not going to be on a team that isn't Norwich. Agree. So, annoying, because was... we're going to get to see him be very good again, but it won't matter, probably. Mm, good point. So, yeah. Max Ahrens, an, you know, an excellent season for them I last season. I guess they're just refusing to sell him. You can't tell me that people won't don't want to buy him. Not, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure people want to buy him. Here, this is. I feel like this is this is the perfect encapsulation of this. He was the second best of all defenders in the championship in chances created. Created 61 chances for his teammates wow. last season. Wow. That's outstanding. Yeah. Two assists. 
That's all. I feel like that is all you need to know wow. about what you're going to, what you could get from him. All the chances in the world, and you're not gonna. It's not gonna matter. I could, I could find myself intrigued by. Now, listen, you only have 15 roster spots. So when we talk about these promoted clubs, we're 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 really not telling you to fill out a lot of your roster spots with players from these three clubs. But I could find myself potentially intrigued by uh, Chelsea Loney, Billy Gilmore. Yeah, I was gonna say that four point five yeah. in the midfield. He yep. did make he he did make it into a few Premier League matches for Chelsea last year and and has been playing internationally uh, as well this summer. And he played well. Yeah. Like, really good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think he's going to be another one of those infamous Chelsea loanees who ends up playing very well, but, and they have so many of them that they don't have room for him at Chelsea. That could potentially be interesting, but but is that going to be Norwich interesting? Like, wh- what does that look like? What does that mean as far as contribution? Four and a half. I mean, that's your guy. Compared to like that's why I don't understand, and it's reflected in the selection percentage six point two percent. Yeah, yeah that already. Makes sense. Yeah, it makes total sense. Uh, way more than anyone who's selecting Todd Cantwell. That is a easy and a Billy Gilmore, even though he is on Norwich, is a is a good enabler at four or five. I feel like his playing time is going to be nailed on. Yeah, right. I would. And, and, and I if you can get that at a four or five player yeah. as an enabler. If you can get your yeah. enabler to be playing, that's really good. Yeah. And it just depends on how you want to set your team up. Because some people might want to have James Ward-Prowse in their club all season. <laughs> <laughs> the only – I mean, every year you know that there's one of the promoted sides has a goalkeeper who ends up – Doing yeah. something. Who ends yeah. up doing something. If Tim Krul, you want that to be your roll of the dice. Nah, I mean, he was, was – he was 2013. He was the championship goalkeeper of the season. So. Yeah, Scott, don't poo-poo it so quick. Well, he might Krul's have the most – still doing things. He might have the most saves. That's what I was going to say. He had the top save rate in the, okay. in the championship, <laughs> and he, and they did have 17 clean sheets. They it's won't. not – what, what is the – Grant Hanley is a brick wall, dude. He's the next Virgil. I would say you should take the second bet of the podcast, Dave, should be will, will Norwich have more than seven clean sheets for the entire season? Yeah, I was going to say six. Yeah, see? I'll take the under. You're not getting <laughs> the under on that. No, sir. Where, you would take the under on seven? That, I feel like that's a, this is a perfect line. 38 times they can they have a chance to get a clean sheet. You don't think they can do it seven times? How many did they have in the championship? 17. 17 out of 44 games. So what's the uh, – yeah, I think they could get three. 46. Oh I think they goodness. could get three clean sheets. Do they play themselves ever <laughs> in a scrimmage? I mean – All right, let's sure. move on. Let's All move right. on All right. to Brent Ford. Yes, Brent Ford. Uh, if you go to their website, there's not a whole lot there about the club's history, except for the fact that they uh, they switched stadiums last year. Last Just year. last year? Mm-hmm. After 116 years playing in Griffin Park. And they actually have a, a 360 virtual tour on their website around all of Griffin Park. Wow. It is the most amazing thing you will find out of any of these three clubs it is such a neighborhood clubby type of stadium it's 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 wonderful uh even like the restaurant areas look like they're straight out of the set of peaky blinders it's, nice. it's amazing i love that uh 116 years after 116 years of griffin park they moved to a beautiful much more modern 
modem. Modem. Mm-hmm. Modern. Yes. Stadium. Okay. With uh, about as corporate a name as you can get. Brentford Community Stadium. I know it has community. That's not corporate. But it sounds like what corporate people would call a stadium to try to keep it from being corporate, if you know what I'm saying. Anyway, Brentford Don't, Community you Stadium. You just bashed the corporate guy for trying to keep it <laughs> not corporate. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, because like, it's fake. How can, how can corporate, name. corporate can't win there? I mean, they... No, because it's corporate. Anyway, it's fine. Brantford Community Stadium. Uh, This is another London club in the Premier League. It is. It's a West-West. It is is a West London club whose main rivals are fellow West London clubs, Fulham and QPR. So unless they're playing in cup matches this season, they won't be playing them. Obviously, uh, Brentford probably took Fulham's spot, technically, in the table, uh, which probably made Brentford fans pretty happy probably yeah. uh, but actually one of the main reasons why qpr is also a rival is because back in the late 1960s dave you'll love this mr corporate here uh <laughs> qpr tried a hostile takeover of brentford i do love this. Oh. they wanted to absorb brentford into their club and dissolve what was known as brentford for sure and it failed and now the two clubs have been rivals ever since wow i love this because now, I've always, I, I've always, for whatever reason, felt of some form of a kinship, uh, kinsmanship to, is that, is that a thing? No, but go ahead. I, we I know, know what you're you saying. Mean. Yeah, we know what you mean. I've always had a desire to try to be a QPR fan. I don't know why. Queens Park Rangers, I feel like that's just such a, and I understand they have a, a really cool ground. and That's I, Louis Van Hall's fault. And I, I want to go there and be a, a Rain, Queens Park Ranger fan, a QPR fan. Uh, I don't know if they let an Arsenal fan in there, but I would like to try and maybe I'd get beat up. But so anyways, no, now I kind of feel like um, as I, you know, kind of root for QPR, I, I now don't like Brentford. Oh, okay. I am now anti-Brentford. <clears throat> All as, right, very good. As they, they didn't want to be absolved. And now we're, I just found out that uh, I have a new rival. All right, perfect. Well, very good. That that means that you don't like the bees. So their their nickname is the bees. Yeah. Uh, for those of you scoring at home, yes, the Hornets of Watford and the bees of Brentford both got promoted this season. Uh, they ha- obviously have won promotion over their years, uh, moving up and down the ranks of English football, but they haven't won any trophies of any kind of modern consequence. So obviously, there's a lot of Brentford fans waiting to win any kind of significant trophy. Okay. There is a little bit of a, a Watford esque element to the Brentford ownership. They like to go through managers. No, it's it's the other part of Watford ownership. The owner of Brentford also owns Micheland. Yeah. In mm. Denmark. Okay. And according to the club's website, the, the two clubs share ideas. Oh. <laughs> is that right, Brian? Mm, yes. That's what your wife tells you when you're trying to make decisions. We're gonna share ideas. Yeah. That reminds me of a guy that worked at the place I work at who, uh, when he first started, uh, came in and took over, kind of also like given a blank check and told all of the staff, um, I'm going to use your ideas and take them as my own. <laughs> so, so I appreciate your creativity, but don't expect any credit. <laughs> at least he was up front yeah, about I it. I was going to say, who wow. won't anyone stick up for the, for the, Corporate guy, <laughs> won't anyone stick up for the for the hard nosed manager coming in? Oh my goodness! Well, everything about Brentford has to do with one man. 
Ivan Tony. So who's the? Well, I was gonna say, go back there a second. Is, which is the more successful of the of the two? There is it Brentford or, now coming or, or, or Midge? Or, yeah, right. yeah. Well, Brentford is now making the most money. Yeah, so for they, one season. Okay, so for the owner, that's probably most significant. Michelin is is established. Yeah, I was gonna club. say that's a that's sure. not they're not. And they're making themselves some Champions League money usually most years. That's right, which is probably not bad. I mean, I don't know what the currency, uh, you know, earnings are for the uh, top Danish league and the championship. They might be even uh, even Steven on that. Yeah, Could not be. sure. But either way, I just loved the, the fact that they claim that they share ideas. They share ideas. That's All right, fantastic. let's get into Mr. Ivan Tony. He broke the record last year in the championship for scoring 31 goals. Uh, he broke the record last set by Glenn Murray, a mm. man that we are somewhat familiar with because he, he played some Premier League minutes. Never really scored a lot of Premier League goals, though. Is that an indication of what is to come with Mr. Ivan Tony this season? Scott, you, as Brian already alluded to, you like to uh, do the championship to Premier League goal ratio, as we always seem to discuss this, mainly with these promoted clubs. Are you willing to say that Ivan Tony will score less than 10 goals? Yeah, I thought, I, I mean, I knew this was coming, and I, I knew that I was going to have to set a number. I think he could get to 10. I don't think he gets to the magical 12. I will absolutely Timu Puki this bet 12 or more. My guy's got to get to 12. Okay, I'm not. I, now, let's talk this through. Let's talk this through. Ivan Tony, let's talk this through a little bit. So, Ivan Tony scored 31 goals. He scored the most goals from headers, and he score, scored the most goals from penalties last season. Now, are Brentford going to earn a lot of penalties in the Premier League this coming season? You would think not nine. That's how many he scored from pens last year. Those nine of those thirty-one were penalty kicks. Gets goals. four. You think he gets half? You think, or do you think Brentford are going to be playing in their own half most of the time, and they're hoping that Ivan Tony is released on a counterattack every once in a while? Because if I, that's the case, you're not getting a lot of penalties. Scott, they led the championship in goals scored the last two years. Sure. So. It is interesting. I love the story of how you know Brentford sells Ollie Watkins to Aston Villa, and then with the Watkins money, they buy Ivan Tony, and Ivan Tony comes in and does this. It's kind yeah. of amazing. Um, and that's really the question. I, is, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna push on. I, I don't think they're just gonna sit back and try to try to not to lose. Ivan Tony is the name brand here, but Brentford had five guys on Euro twenty twenty rosters this summer. Right. They found their niche, it seems, with with guys who are really good from places that are mid you know, countries that are mid level countries. For sure. And they've molded that into a team and they found their, their goal scorer up front, another goal scorer who I mean, was able he, to do he it. is their guy, right? So Well that's the thing, right? If anything happens to him, they're they're squashed. My yes. biggest concern for, for Brent Ford is they've had zero signings. When is Brent gonna sign some 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 guys because you cannot expect i mean and maybe maybe some teams do scott sheffield sheffield did it for a year that's fair they did do it for a year and then they went down so i i guess there's a chance you could do it it just seems like he doesn't have a whole lot of backup no if mr tony gets hurt look he's probably gonna maybe he'll be there for the whole season he'll they'll play well and and you know i i just but just like when tamu puki two years ago was scoring goals early in the season, and there was good hope for Norwich. And then he he lost it. He declined. Norwich declined After Christmas, and went down. 
things will start going downhill like they always do typically for the clubs who don't make any signings and but also the have season to starts play to wear bruising yeah bruising premier league matches week in and week out sometimes two times a week you yeah it definitely wears on you it is much more likely that Ivan Tony scores the majority of his goals in the first half of the season than he does in the second half of the season he also put goals in in bunches i think you're going to lose this like you lost to Ollie Watkins bet last year well, that's the question. Is he more Watkins or, or is he more Andre Gray? I think he's more Watkins. Tamu Puki. I, I, I really do think he's more Watkins. And there's a reason why they went and got him. I, I didn't realize there was a Watkins, Brentford, mm-hmm. Ivan Tony link there. I think they did go get, and who knows? I'm not, Tony, with what he showed, might be a little bit better than Watkins. I'm not saying he is, but what I'm saying is he has that type of talent. Now, Brentford doesn't have the talent that Villa has in serving Watkins, especially now that they got Buendia. Add that to Grealish, as he's still there at the moment. Add that to who's the short white guy, Brian uh, McGinn. Uh, John is it John McGinn? John McGinn. Joe McGinn. <clears throat> as as John <laughs> McGinn. In other words, like they have playmakers to serve Watkins, because uh, Villa, their management are not idiots. They're pretty good at what they do. They're very good. All that being said. I feel great about Tony scoring 12 or more. Well, I would say the majority of, of involved FPL players agree with you because his ownership yeah. is already 35.7%. Wow. 35? Yep, at a 6.5 price is point. Is that, Brian, quick check, is that the highest ownership? It's probably the highest. Probably a forwards for sure. I could see Bruno or Salah's ownership possibly be yeah i think higher. yeah it's definitely uh for overall players yes luke shaw's higher luke uh, sala and okay. sala bruno Grealish are all higher but he's right up there with all of those I actually guys. Have three of those players he is the mo- he is the most owned i don't uh, have forward. tony and well, what's his price six five six five it's not a bad price point no, no it's not, not a bad all. price point especially um i mean uh, i they're not scoring their first game. They'll get shut out. <laughs> They're playing as, home against Arsenal. As they play home to Arsenal. <laughs> They'll, he'll probably score a brace. Um, so I don't know, man. I, I would like Brent Ford to, to do okay, I guess, even though I'm supposed to, as a QPR somewhat bandwagon fan, supposed to not like them. But I think Ivan Tony's going to do okay. Scott. Yeah, I think, I mean, just, I, just it's not necessarily a direct comparison, but but because of the way they press, because of their style, it, the comparison coming up is to Leeds. And so that's the, the question is whether or not they'll be able to... The, can they duplicate what Leeds did in the Premier League? Maybe. I, they, they, like you said, Dave, they've played that style. I think they survived. For survive. two, two years, yeah. I, mean, I they, think they survived this season. I don't know. Uh, but it's definitely going to be that it's it's definitely going to be on the foot of Ivan Tony to put in enough goals to get enough points to stay up. You know, if Brentford finished fifteenth this season, success. I mean, obviously seventeenth is a success, but you know, I could see that fifteen to seventeen place range. So okay, but let's not be too positive. I'm talking to myself here about Ivan Tony because I I have a limerick that tells you how I really feel. Oh wow! Final limerick of the pod. You ready? Okay, let's hear it. <clears throat> This is so dumb. This guy is so phony. It's annoying how Dave's his new bee-buzzing crony. (laughs) 31 goals, whatever. There's nothing special or clever about this season's overhyped man, Ivan Tony. (laughs) 
Scott, not only was that filthy, that was really well put together. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, I, and, I, and in your face, Dave. I think Ivan Tony once if uh, Brentford gets relegated this year, uh, he's going to get signed by another club. Uh, he has a – I'm telling you, I, there's something about him. He he's... Well, he played for Newcastle. Newcastle sold him uh, down into the lower levels, and he's worked his way back up to the Premier League with Brentford. I think he's, he's what, 25, I think? I don't know. Uh, 23, 24, 25, he's in there. So he's probably looking at, man, I got I got a chance to nail. This, uh, is, this is his year. He can for really. Sure. Like, he is being showcased in front yes. of all the Premier Leagues. Yes. Or all the Premier Leagues. All the Premier League every teams. Every single one. Every single Premier League team he will play in front of. And he has got to believe that he is showcasing himself to make some major money. I love guys that are motivated in sort of, as in American sports, we'd say a contract year. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. American sports done a little bit differently, but guys in a contract year, especially in the NFL, this is not an NFL podcast. They always seem to perform really well in a contract year. Anything else about Brentford before we wrap this show up? Brentford mm-hmm. does start the season, by the way. You already alluded to it. They host Arsenal on the first match Friday. Friday. It's a Friday match. Friday match, game week one. Uh, the only other guy would be, I think, it might be worth thinking about Brian Embuemo. Just say he was eight goals and ten assists for them last season. Top 20 overall in chances created. Uh, one of the players that got them into the Premier League in the match against Swansea. I mean, he was, he's the kind of, he is the kind of guy who is the, the kind of motor that will, he's five, that, five. That, that they'll need, you know, just to, he is the facilitator for Tony. He is the guy that I think, can create the chaos that they that they'll need in the Premier League. I, it's again I, like you're you're taking chances on anyone like this uh, coming up, the, but then, but he is the guy. He's one of I mean he was one of their best players last season, and you know he I think guys that guys that can uh, guys that make the the kinds of runs that he makes, guys that play the kind of style that he plays, are the kinds of guys that end up you know that can produce. So okay. wouldn't be out of the question. Just I just again the question is whether you're starting the season with him, yeah. and I don't I just don't know that you're going to do that. Uh, Brian, what is that line that goes through the O in like you know the Danish names, for instance, Scandinavian um, names? I think it's a slashy O. A slashy O. <laughs> um, I mean, that's like the formal name. Brent Brentford has two two slashy O's on their roster. Oh my god! I gosh. think that's a record. So Brentford already set in records in the Premier League this season. Starting with the Slashio, we'll see what uh, Ivan Tony, no Slash, no Slashio in the O and Tony, uh, what he's able to do. This is just uh, the next episode and what we do every year to get you ready for the upcoming season. We have a lot more still to come before the matches kick off. We're going to have an episode that will go through our squads, and you'll get an idea of how we're putting our lineups together so that you can know how to put your lineup together. As we get closer to the start of the season as well, you will learn how you can join the FPL America Podcast League. So stay tuned for that this summer. And uh, I'm also, I've got an episode idea that I'm going to, we're probably going to do before we do our official preseason pod, Dave. I put together something called Five Things I Hate About FPL Mm. that I think I'd like to maybe do in our next episode. So lots of fun stuff still to come. All that is relevant to kicking off, even the the hate part. It's all relevant to to getting the new season started. But uh, that gets us, I I, I feel like I know 20 teams now for this season. We're ready to go with the promoted clubs. 
And now it's time to get officially into some preseason stuff with our next couple episodes. Look, today's Friday, Scott. So exactly four weeks from today, this season kicks off. That's right. There's four weeks. So get ready. Buckle up. The, the your, your FPL vacation is, is coming to a close. And uh, it is right around the corner. Scott, Brian, thank you for this fantastic pod on uh, the club histories. and uh, Oh, you're so welcome. Yeah. And I look forward to uh, the next upcoming pods. Hey, for the FPL America podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time.